Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about the, the six needs that we all have. And I, and I got these six needs from Tony Robbins' book, Money Master the Game. Uh, and he wrote this book a few years ago, maybe five six years ago, and you're like, why are we using a book about money to talk about our needs? Because I have a million books on my bookshelf, uh, copyright 2014. So, and last night I was like, I was rearranging books, and I go, well, what did, what did Tony Robbins say about money, you know? And especially during this pandemic, when so many people are struggling financially, I was like, oh, we need to talk about money. Let's not act like money does not have an impact on our mental health and our ability to take care of ourselves and also take care of the people that we love and care about. Um, So I was like, let me open the book and see what kind of nuggets are in there. And sure enough, I found some beautiful nuggets I can't wait to share with you uh, about our six needs and and why that's so important to drill down on is um, because sometimes we just, you ever like eat something, like somebody, like you ever cook something and you taste it and you're like, it's missing a thing and you don't know what it is. Our life can be the same thing where we feel like we're missing a need, we're, we're unfulfilled in some way. And so when we know what our six basic needs are, according to Tony Robbins, in Money Master the Game. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them. I know I keep saying the title, but I just want you guys to know what book this is. Um, Then we go, oh, that's why I feel a little off or unfulfilled or unseen or unheard or, you know, not understood, you know? So uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, uh, we're also going to do a reading, obviously, from 365 Tao Daily Meditations, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, these Navy suicides. And but first, uh, uh, you know, today's Monday, April what twenty fifth? Yeah, April twenty fifth. And I've been sleeping in five hour increments. I don't know if your sleep cycle has changed. Also, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, um, and. And I so I just you know if I go to bed at twelve, I'm waking up at five. If I go to bed at you know ten, I'm waking up at three, like five hour increments. And I've just embraced it. I've accepted that that's how my body is at this time. And I think it has something to do with its changing of seasons and allergies, and there's just uh, you know just too many factors to figure out why specifically. So I'm just going with it, and I'm just mindful of it. So that I take a nap in the middle of the day. Because yesterday, I didn't take a nap. And I felt like I was flying way too close to the sun. I was just just unregulated all day. And, and angsty and anxious. And I was just eating and watching TV. I was just consumed, consumed, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Um, and all I needed to do is just take a nap. 
And I don't know why I was fighting it because I knew I was tired and I didn't do it. Um, but if I had just laid down for a moment, I think because it was such a beautiful day, I was like, I should be doing more. And, and that, see, there's that thing, the shoulds, right, where you go, well, it's beautiful outside, so I should take advantage of it. I, I should be doing more. I should be more productive. I should go kayaking or I should go swimming or you know, playing soccer with friends. Like I should be active and taking in the sun and appreciating life and walking through the woods. Yes, maybe, but, or we can take a breath and exhale and really connect with ourselves and say, hey, I know the outside is looking like this, but what's going on inside? How are we feeling? Do we need to rest, reflect, recharge? Do we need to like close the blinds and mull about the house? Just stay in. Because I've had a very busy week and, or like last seven, I mean two weeks, two, two, three weeks actually. Been very busy. And, uh, and yesterday was the first day that I, I had off. And I think I just forgot about that. And so I just was kind of, instead of allowing my body and self to rest and digest and just be, I, I was like, do, 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 go, go, go. And I really did nothing. Um, so for those of you out there, and I, I think this lends itself to like that whole idea of, it, I don't know if it's codependency or people pleasing or trying to match, get my insides to match the outsides. You know how like when you're around somebody and they're super energetic, so you try to be really energetic, or if they're sad, you become sad. It's like mirroring. You, you try to mirror their emotions. And I realize part of the exhaustion, and I'm just realizing this as I'm saying this to you, and so it's, uh, that makes me feel like I'm, I'm being very present, um, is that when outdoors, when nature, when the environment is, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, then I feel ex I, I can get exhausted trying to match that. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Sunshine, birds are singing. I should, I should be all sunshiny and, and singing. And the truth is, is that, you know, that's outside. That's, that's nature. That's fine. Um, but let's tap into what's inside and let's honor that. And, and maybe there's a way for both to exist, you know, like, Going for a walk yesterday would have really done wonders for myself. I, I, I went for a walk, but I, I needed a longer walk. But also taking a nap. I needed a very long nap uh, yesterday. And I, I just didn't take it because I, I got caught up in the shoulds. So if you find yourself caught up in I should do this, I should do that, that might be a signal to you to say, hey, 
here's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I should do this, but at the same time, that doesn't feel comforting to my soul. And I'm not sure what I want or what I need, but I, but I am able to recognize that trying to live up to the shoulds also would not be satisfactory for me. And then see what happens. Then see what happens. But I think first it's about acknowledging that we are caught up in the shoulds, right? Don't be shouldn't over here. Don't be, don't be, don't. Do you ever just break out and song? Don't be, don't be, don't be sure. I, I really could. I, I think if I was stranded at sea for a few months, or I think I'd, I'd entertain myself very well. Uh, speaking of sea, and this is a horrible segue, um, I was reading that there's an article in the Washington Post today about um, our fellow Navy sailors who have ended their lives uh, three in one month. I think it's been four this year, and they've all been on the same naval ship, the USS George Washington. And, you know, I obviously I try not to discuss suicide so much as people who have saved their lives. But I think it's important to discuss this because of the the findings here. And, and I don't want to say findings, the theories here. What's interesting about the four suicides from just this year on the USS George Washington, I just realized the irony that it's in the Washington Post, is that it's been docked this the, 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 Navy, the Navy ship has been docked since 2017, right? 2017. So what's interesting about that is that these are naval soldiers, military men, who have ended their lives, and it has not been directly related to war and or conflict. Because, once again, this ship has been docked since 2017. 17. So what the article talks about is that it's oftentimes not at the height of crisis or combat when members of the military start to experience mental health issues. Um, it's because it, in the midst of crisis and in the midst of significant demands, people feel a real sense of purpose. Remember, people, we always are talking about connecting ourselves to people and purpose. And that's what the research has shown. I, the, the podcast I did with uh, Thomas Joyner, he talked about that, how those are two, um, uh, what, I forget what the walls are called in a building, like the, like the, the, the support wall, support beams. But it's always like that every building has these walls that you can't tear down or else the whole thing collapses. And so for us as human beings, purpose, feeling connected to people and purpose, those are our, our two support walls, our two support beams. And so what the article is saying is that when there is a crisis, when there are significant demands, 
people feel that sense of purpose and, and are, feel connected to people. Um, but it's afterwards. It's in the periods where there's less activity, less to do, less purpose and less structure that it creates opportunities for people to reflect and to feel and to think about difficulties in other areas of their lives. In those times, problems tend to take on more emotional meaning, fueling depression, anxiety, and substance use that are always a part of the problem with suicide. So, I, I, you know, that is so powerful because, you know, even I experienced this a little yesterday where Michelle left for Mexico and then I had the rest of the day to myself and I hadn't really thought about what I was going to do. And I just I just felt um, disconnected and unruly and um, uh, just not uh, I, I didn't I didn't like I felt heavy and like I was just, you know, fighting things and. I just, yeah, I just, I didn't give myself a a, a purpose or a direction for the rest of the day, and I just thought, oh, we'll just figure it out. And sometimes I do, but there are a lot of times where, as this article talks about, I needed structure. Michelle gives me a lot of structure. <laughs> oh, she's always got, she's always got a list of things for Leo Flowers to do. From changing light bulbs to, to some administrative stuff to fixing things to grabbing a thing to picking up a, there's always something. There's always a thing to do. Um, and as much as sometimes I begrudgingly uh, participate, I'm also very grateful that I, there is some structure and um, an itinerary for you know, the day, the week, the month, the year. Um, oh, yeah, because she likes to plan way in advance. So I, I want to emphasize that it's not the conflict. It's not the battles. Uh, it's not our, our challenges that undo us. It's where we have, no, where there's no conflict, where there's no, where there's no activity. There's less to do, less purpose, less structure. Those are the moments you have to be aware of. That's when things get tricky. That's because, like I said, that's when all the other uh, emotional challenges and difficulties arise. And then we have to cope with those, which is exactly what I experienced yesterday, right? And, and of course... Um, when we're talking about the military, it's and, and we're talking about suicide. It's a very it's very complex why someone uh, might end their life. But in the military specifically, um, you know, one of the limitations in preventing military suicides is that uh, suicides, like I said, are complex, and um, the military policies and procedures make it really difficult to ask for help, right? There, there's just this inherent conflict between stated military values of courage, duty, and selfless service, and human vulnerabilities, right? Like courage, duty, and selfless service, all those things are wonderful and, and are, they're appropriate in the warrior culture. But the problem, according to this article, 
is that it doesn't leave soldiers and particularly young people much room to be human when they have emotional problems or they have mental health challenges. I think this is why Brene Brown is so popular right now. Uh, somehow she has tapped into the male psyche, because I know a lot of men, I talk to a lot of men who love her books about vulnerability and uh, Brave New, Brave Heart or Brave New World or Atlas of the Soul. Somehow she speaks to both men and women. I think it's because she's a she's a tough Texan. I think she's from Texas. And you may hear of the garbage truck. I'm not sure if you're picking that up. Oh, it's so loud today. I've never noticed it that loud. Um, but but she's also because she's also very funny. And she has great stories. So it's not she's not just, you know, very fluffy. If you don't know who Brene Brown is, she has a new book, Atlas of the Heart, and then she the, the book that really exploded her uh, into popularity was um, uh, on vulnerabilities. I I forget the name of the word, uh, the name of the book, but she also has a TED talk about uh, vulnerabilities and, um, and accepting that. So, you know, check her out if you want, only if you, oh, Daring Greatly, even that's not the book I was thinking about. Braving the thought it was shame, the gifts of imperfection, power of vulnerability. That's the book. Okay. So, yeah, in 2012, she wrote a book, Power of Vulnerability, uh, which I've read and it's great. And then she also did a TED talk on that. If you don't want to read the book and you just want to hear some words. But getting back to this military thing, uh, you know, aside from like the, the the internal struggle that you know people have, um, it's also tough to seek mental health um, care in the military. It really is um, because it can it could somehow feel shame and stigma, um, and and then you you can't get a promotion. It can affect your benefits. It can affect you getting work after the military. So there's so many reasons why people, you know, may not seek help when they're in the military. And it's it's unfortunate. And also there's like the shame and the stigma that can go along with that. So, um, but I I just wanted to highlight this article because, you know, these are young people and I know I have a lot of young listeners and, and, but this is also a recipe of, of how to ground ourselves and reconnect ourselves to purpose because we're going to get purpose two ways. One is external, meaning like the military is going to give you structure and purpose and and give you an itinerary or your girlfriend or wife or partner or your job is going to give that to you. But the other is going to be internally where you have to give yourself purpose. Michelle is very good about giving herself purpose if she all of a sudden has a day free somehow she has figured out how to fill that day in with 20 things immediately where i'm like and and i was watching the tiktok video and i realized it it really is a guy thing where it's like we, we figured out we think we can figure it out as we go along and the truth is we can't we need a plan we need a plan we need an itinerary 
We need we need goals. We need purpose. All right. Uh, let's hop into Tony Robbins. Money Master the Game. That's the name of his uh, book. And uh, like I said, it was written in 2014. But I just really found what he listed as the six basic needs compelling. I thought it was, you know, I, I read it and I was like, oh, man, I cannot wait to share this with you all. So uh, if you haven't read the book, uh, basically... Uh, and, and this is the, the very abbreviated um, uh, notes on the book in terms of making money, because I'm sure you're like, well, well what did you say about money? Um, he has a quote in here from Warren Buffett, and Warren Buffett says three reasons why uh, he's been able to accumulate his wealth is one is genes, the other is being born in America, and uh, the third is compound interest. So genetics, America, compound interest, according to Warren Buffett. But the two things that I really took away from this book in terms of building wealth and is compound interest, one, and and that's what you get from you know putting your money in stocks and bonds, or you know just making that passive income, or if you even have it in a savings account, anything where you're putting money in and you're just slowly building interest over time. And according to the book, it doesn't matter how much you put away, just whatever you're comfortable with, whether whether you're putting in 1%, 20 20%, uh, 50%, 80% of whatever you're making, whatever you're comfortable with, it's more about consistently putting the money into your savings. So consistency compound interest and um and then just kick back and and let that let that money roll in and you know what i love about it is a lot of times we don't save money because we're afraid and the the truth is that uh he, he says that people who don't make money they, they become reactive but when you're a leader, you anticipate. You anticipate the future. You anticipate your goals. So we have to anticipate that 10, 20, 30 years from now, we're going to be very grateful that we are saving money today or at least putting a little bit away. And I know that, hey, listen, I've been there. I used to live out my car and every penny matters. And I was like, there's no way I can save. And, and so that, that, that might not be for you. Maybe you need every penny for gas, for housing, for food. That just might be the case. Um, but, but to have that in the back of your mind and to figure that out. And, and if, you can put, if you can put a little something away every other month or every three months, it's just about building up that practice of whether it's a penny or five pennies. Um, and so you can see that growth, which is one of the six basic needs. So um, we'll, we'll get into that. And then, but also before we get into the six basic needs, he said the secret to wealth. Oh, you want to know the secret to wealth? He said is gratitude. That's right. Gratitude. Gratitude is a secret, <laughs> is a secret to wealth. Um because the, the wealthiest person on earth is one who appreciates. 
That's right. Gratitude. When you're grateful, he says, there is no fear. Here's what I love about that. When you're grateful, there is no fear. You know, sometimes before a show, I'm, I can be fearful. I'm like, ah. But if I get into gratitude and I go, you know what? I'm so grateful that these people have taken a time to come see me. Ah, that fear can dissipate. Now, does it eliminate? No. But does it dissipate? Yes. Right? It, it, you know, whatever your challenges, struggles, whatever you're going through right now, we can be fearful. And that's okay to acknowledge like, so yeah, definitely acknowledge that it sucks, um, that that it's awful, that, you know, crap has hit the fan. It, you know, acknowledge all of that. And also acknowledge, you know, that it could obviously be worse or it could be an opportunity for something else. You know, if you're going through a divorce, this is now an opportunity for you to pursue some of those things that maybe the relationship was uh, slowing you down from or hindering you from or protecting you from. Um, if you've lost your job, this might be an opportunity for you to pursue that shark tank idea that, you know, you've had. Um, there is something freeing um, when you get to a place where you feel like you're losing everything. Right. It's a, it's a chance to rebuild things, because if we're being honest, if we're being honest, even when we, quote unquote, had everything, there were things that were missing. Let's be honest. Let's 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 keep it real. Even if you had the, the house, the car, the wife, the kids, the, the, the great health, even when you had everything. There was you, 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 you tasted the sauce and you're like. It's missing like uh, paprika or rosemary <laughs> uh, or some citrus. You know, M Michelle, for my, my birthday was March 18th and Michelle took us. Uh, she booked us a thing at Surla Table. I don't, if you don't know what Surla Table is, it's uh, uh, they, they sell like cookwares, like um, the Home Depot of just cooking. But not at that scale, though. It's just a, it's a store. But they offer cooking classes. And they, so we go in for a cooking class. We had a chef and we made some fish and a dessert. And it was really wonderful. It was, a, it was a two hour cooking class. And I forgot why. Oh, but um, but but the chef was talking about how his wife had made something and there was something missing and she couldn't figure out what it was. And he was like, oh yeah, I think it needs uh, it needs some crunch. And so he threw in like some seeds or some walnuts or something like that. And he was like, oh, it was texture. It was missing. It was, it was too, too mushy. You know, so this idea of like, yes, you, you're, you're going through loss, going through pain. But when we, can also appreciate and have, find some gratitude some way, some way, somehow. Because the, if we're also being honest, we haven't lost everything. Death is losing everything. So there's still some things that we've been able to hold on to. And there's still areas that allow us an opportunity for growth. And it could be slow. 
and maybe maybe it's going to take the rest of your life. But there's an opportunity somewhere for us to grow and show gratitude. Where there's gratitude, there is no fear. And that's why we always talk about when we're journaling. Write down what you're grateful for, baby. Write down what you're grateful for. Because we had no problem writing down what we're upset about and what bothers us and all the things that are wrong. We had no problem with that. And when we look at the stats in terms of relationships, when we we want to give like three to ten compliments for every negative uh or hurtful, I want to say, I hate the word negative, uh, for every hurtful thing that we've said to our partner. You know, so if, if you were like, if we were blaming or shaming something to our partner, then now we got to come back with three to seven compliments, you know, sprinkled throughout to kind of make up for that. We have to dissipate the complaints. We have to dissipate the criticisms. And let the other person know that we're just not seeing, you know, the shortcomings and the, the things that bother us. We're also seeing the things that that we also are able to see the blessings. You can't see the burdens and not see and acknowledge the blessings. And the same thing with ourselves. So, yes, you, you, you're overwhelmed and overcome with a bunch of burdens, but... All right, let me. I know you guys are like, what? All right, Leo, what are the? Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's everybody take it easy. So Monday, I'm warming up. All right, so according to Tony Robbins in the book Money Master the Game, uh, our first need is certainty and comfort. Certainty and comfort. That's right. The first human need is certainty. It's our need to feel in control and to know what's coming next. So we can feel secure. The higher the need for certainty, the less risk you'll be willing to take or emotionally bear. If you knew what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. Right. So we love that certainty. It, it, certainty creates comfort. I have a, a friend who owns a restaurant and she says Monday through Thursday, she serves comfort food. Food that, that people uh, like macaroni and like high carby food and um, uh, you know barbecue, just heavy comfort food. That's what people want during the week. On a weekend, that's when she she gets real fancy with it and gives a little uncertainty, which brings us into our, our second need, which is uncertainty, right? Which is variety, and so. But I want to stay on the first need, that certainty, that comfort. This comes from our daily routines, from giving ourselves structure. I always talk about journaling, exercising, reading, meditating, self-talk. And as I shared with you earlier, hey, I struggle with that, staying on structure. Um, yesterday I had guitar practice. I didn't want to do guitar, but I was like, Leo, it's once a week. You scheduled it. You know you need that structure, so you better adhere to it. And I did. And I tell you what, I, I, I'm never unhappy that I did it 
I'm never unfulfilled that I did it, but I do sometimes dread doing it. I'm like, it's Sunday. I should have, it goes back to the shoulds. I should have nothing to do on a Sunday. Um, and, I, and I know you guys are like, why don't you just switch days? That's the only day my teacher can do it. And I don't want to switch teachers. This is my teacher. Um, this is my teacher for life. So this is something, this is my, this is my, the suffering that I get to choose right here. Um, so that certainty and comfort, that is why we need our daily routine, our structure. And you, you don't have to journal, exercise, read, meditate, self-talk the way I do. Whatever your daily, whatever you can do daily, whether it's, whether for you is prayer and going for a walk, or you're having dinner at the same time. I was reading about Barack Obama and you know their time in the White House. He said they had to have dinner at the same time every night. Like that was, yeah, he has to, the two things that he had to do, his two needs were exercise in the morning and then uh, dinner with the family in the evening at like six or 6.30. Like those were, the, the, those were his two support beams, right? People and purpose right there. Boom. So we have to create that for ourselves uh, uh, or our external environment will uh, create that, whether that's your job or your work or, uh, you know, being in the military, um, your family, things like that. But, but it's better when we have it for ourselves to have our own structure before we fall into the structure of somebody else, Right. Because don't nobody know how to take care of us like we know how to take care of us. You know what I mean? You feel me? All right. Our second need is for uncertainty and variety. So we need to mix it up. That's what the weekends are about, typically, right? It's not just about, you know, when you're young, it's about partying and woo-woo. But as you get older, it's just about, you know, it might be about traveling, getting in your car, going to a different coffee shop, seeing a movie, uh, just doing something on the weekend that you typically wouldn't have that you you know you can't fit into your your weekly routine, or even for some of us we need that variety every day, right? Where like maybe most of your day is structured, and then there's a part of your day that's where it's like. Um, or there's a bit of uncertainty where you're going to go and see or experience uh, something different. So to, to, if you can build that into your day, that's a beautiful thing because we need that novelty or else we're, really we're going to try to get that from food, drugs, sex, and alcohol, right? Trying to mix it up. Because contrary to popular belief, people who are like, I don't like surprises. Yeah, you do. We, 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 we need that novelty. We need, um, and, and, and so surprises doesn't necessarily have to be like you come home and then like 20 people j- turn on the lights and jump up, hey, happy birthday kind of thing. But a surprise could just be in sitting around with friends and finding something out, finding something new about your friends, discovering uh, that they, uh, an aspect to them, a talent that they have or an experience that they've been through. All these can be wonderful surprises. 
even if you know you go for a walk and uh, you know you, you maybe you notice something uh, at, at a neighbor's house or in the neighborhood or a tree or a scent like surprises don't have to be this massive extravagant thing it can be a tiny little surprise you know maybe even in your house you you, you discover uh, there's a door or a wall or a light or something that you know some some somebody left behind it if you have an attic you know there's so many different ways we can find surprises in our lives or even in even in cooking it's you know i love watching these tiktok videos because i'm always surprised by what we can do with the things that are in our house right um you know you whether you if you mix this and you mix that, you get this. You're like, what? I didn't know that. What a surprise. So there's so many ways for us to find variety and uncertainty. Um, or even just playing like uh, uh, Russian roulette with your phone. You know, just I open up my contacts sometimes and I'll just close my eyes, scroll through, and then just hit call. And then call somebody and see... <laughs> see who that is there's i mean as adults there's so many ways for us to play games and have fun it, it, it's not just for kids boys and girls it's not just for kids our third need what is our third need all right so our first two needs our first one was comfort and uh and certainty our second need was uncertainty and variety and our third need is significance that's right the third is significance that basic human need that drove, uh, that drives us all, right? We all need to feel important, special, unique, or needed, right? So how do we get some of that significance? You can get it by earning billions of dollars or collecting academic degrees, right? Distinguishing yourself with a master's or a PhD. You can build a giant Twitter follower, following, or you can go on a bachelor or become one of the next Real Housewives of Orange County. Some people do it by getting tattoos and piercing all over themselves. I have no tattoos, ladies and gents. No piercings, but I thought about it. And I did get my ears pierced once when I was in um, high school. Um, some people <laughs> achieve significance by having bigger problems than everybody else. Oh, you know these people. They got to complain about the, the commute to work about being at work, about the drive home, about gas prices, all their problems, especially during a pandemic. Like they, these are the people who acted like they were the only ones in a pandemic and going through these COVID issues. Some people try to achieve significance through violence, right? Hurting somebody else or hurting themselves. Um, and, and I know for myself, uh, one of the ways, as this section mentions, that people find significance is in spending money, right? They, they like to buy things. I, I feel like I, I buy food and books that makes me feel significant. Like, hey, look at this book I just bought. Um, or saving money. They're like, look at how much money I saved. Like, you, know, you know those people who brag about what they saved on a pair of shoes um, and then <laughs> people who, and I definitely have these friends who are like, they only buy the best 
of what was available, especially to do this with food. Uh, I only get organic. I'm like, are you? Sure? How do you know it's organic? Because because they told you it was organic, but you don't really know. You don't know. But people will brag about having the only 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 want the best, um, and I'm sure they all sound like that, right? But but these are different ways we can feel significant, right? And and this goes back to this idea of purpose. Like we really want purpose. We really need a we need a thing to do, a, a reason for being here. And it doesn't have to be major. That's what's beautiful about this, right? Whether you know you you find significance through building up your Twitter following or buying a, a Birkin bag. Or you know, getting another degree, or um, you know, complaining about your day, whatever that is, there are these different ways for us to find significance. And so, remember, we're going through these these lists of needs to so that you can tap in and be like, what is it that I that I need um, that I'm that I'm not receiving? And and by knowing our needs and and what part we're missing, um, it makes it. We, we, we're able to have a more effective communication with other people in our lives. Our fourth basic need is love and connection. Oh, yeah. And we can get that sense of love and connection through intimacy, friendship, prayer, walking in nature, getting a dog. Come on. And you know what I love about this is that this idea of love and connection. When you watch, I, last time I was watching Friends with Money. Don't ask me why. Uh, it was unsatisfying. But uh, this idea of like we can only get love through another person and feel connected to another person. It's not true. We can get it through intimacy, through friendship, through prayer getting on our knees and connecting with our higher power, which is ourselves or your God or whatever you believe in, walking in nature, that love and connection drive. There's somewhere I know you're like, I'm in a, maybe you're in an urban, urban environment. Get on a train, get on a bus, get on a plane, walk to nature, just, or, or just find some, go, go, to a, go to a Home Depot. If you're too far from nature, go to Home Depot and, and go in their garden section and just smell the plants there and just see what's available, what's possible. You know, smell it. Get your nose in there. Go to the produce market and just sniff everything. <laughs> Get your nose in there. Smell all that, smell all that cilantro. Smell some of that rosemary. Go to a farmer's. Get your nose. If you're not going to buy it, smell it. Get your nose in there. Don't be, listen, don't, don't be, this is, life is a contact sport. Get your nose in there. All right. Our fifth need is growth. Oh, yeah. Because if we're not growing, we're what? Dying. Dying. Come on. We need to grow. If a relationship is not growing, if a business is not growing, if you're not growing, it doesn't matter how much money we have in a bank, how many friends you have, how many people you love, you're not going to experience real fulfillment 
if you don't feel yourself growing. And I tell you what, a lot of times we are growing and we haven't noticed. We haven't. The same way, like, <laughs> I don't always notice when Michelle gets a haircut or gets her hair highlighted. Um, I We don't notice when we've made a change, when we've grown, right? So that's the importance of journaling. Was coming back to journaling. I'm always coming back. To the journaling. That's the importance of journaling, people. Write it down, Charlie Brown, so that you can see your growth. It's just like when you're a kid and you, you know, your mama or your papa or your caretaker or whoever, we would always measure our growth. We put the little mark on the wall. See how see how much we've grown. Right. But here's the thing. At some point, you be physically stop growing. So now we have to measure in other ways, whether that's in your workout. You know, oh, I did five push ups yesterday. Today I did 10. Um, it could be in your business. You know, we made 50 grand last year. We were on, we were on track to make 60 grand this year. You know, it could be spiritually. I meditated once last week, and now I meditated three times this week. There's so many different ways that we can grow. You know, even socially, where maybe you went on, you know, you contacted, maybe you you reached out to one friend, and now this week you're reaching out to five friends. You're inviting people to things, or you're accepting more invitations to things instead of staying in a house and like, I don't want to be seen, and, and you know, the kind of withdrawing and isolating of ourselves. So we, there's always some type of growth. We have to be mindful in noticing where the growth is taking place. Or else it could sneak up on us. Like I have, I have, <laughs> I have athlete's foot and I was just ignoring it. And then one day I was like, oh, damn, I got to do something about it. Like it grew. It looked like it wasn't nothing, and then it just boom. It's almost like how you know parents are like, "Wow, you're like yesterday you you were three, and now today you're 18." It's like you grew up overnight, that kind of thing. We have to notice where the growth is. We have to take that time, take stock, um, and then the sixth need, the last one, is contribution. I know it sounds corny. The secret to living, though is giving, contributing. Life is not about me, it's about we, according to Tony Robbins. Because, uh, I mean, think about this. What's the first thing you do when you get good or exciting news? You call somebody you love and share it. Sharing enhances everything you experience. I mean, this is why grandma or grandpa or whoever when they cook something, like taste it, eat it, and if you don't, oh my, oh, they are not happy. You you better taste it. You better sit down and eat. You better enjoy it. Oh, and that, and they don't even eat. They just they like they get filled off of watching you fill yourself. That's how powerful contribution is. Is when we give and we get to see. That's why I love like you know I. I Yes, I buy a lot of books and have a lot of books, but I also love giving books away because I love to see people's faces light up 
when they when they receive a a book from me. Um, and I, but that's also why like I struggle with turning um, not turning books and selling books to bookstores. And I was like, oh, I really love this book, and I love to see the the look on people's faces when they receive a thing. You know that that's the the reward for me. But that's also why I love to do this podcast and and. And share the books that I, you know, read and the little nuggets that I get from them is because I just imagine that, you know, you're tuning in, you're listening and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know, you're kind of chewing on some of the things that I've said. And and I, I, I mean, I'm hopeful that some of it has radiated with you or radiated, resonated. <laughs> yeah, X radiated with you, uh, but resonated with you and uh, have, have left you a little better off than where you were before you started the podcast, before you started this episode. Uh, And I really appreciate you tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it. And the fact that our, you know, I, because I I love to see the podcast growing, going back to one of our needs. Um, And so that's a beautiful thing to see how much has grown since we first started. And more people are reaching out, sending me emails and messages and, and know that I respond to the email. So I appreciate those who have sent me messages uh, directly and have reached out. You can you can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. And remember that, uh, you know, there's a 1-800-SUICIDE and 1-800-273-TALKS. And, oh, I didn't do the daily 365 tap. Hold up. Hold up! Wait a minute. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do that in the uh, in the next episode. I, I think there's a reason why it was left off. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. No no need to go back. Uh, we're just gonna let that go. But um, and I hope it is my hope that you find a way to explore and engage the world around you and. Uh, sleep well and and if you're new to journaling one of the you know four of the questions to ask yourself at night is what was the best part of my day what was the biggest challenge of my day what made me laugh and what am i looking forward to so you just ask yourself those four questions and you can write it down and i hope that that touched you on uh peace and we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow Oh, yeah, because I have a really cool episode tomorrow with Victoria Shepard. She's going to talk to us about the history of delusions. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. All right. Ciao.